If you kind of like fitness, then you'll definitely love this podcast. You are listening to the only fitness podcast where you'll hear a lot about fitness and a lot about other-ish. Wait, what were you feeling? Ugly. Just because you feel ugly doesn't mean you are ugly. Clip it! Just always remember that. Just because you feel ugly doesn't mean you are ugly. Some feelings people are definitely. Not facts. Feelings are not <laughs> facts. Some people are kind of ugly though. But moving on, moving on. What's new? We haven't done this in a while, but we're back no. on track. We are? Are we? I we're am. back on track. I'm, I am. And then you're going to move, and then it's all going to be off the tracks. But hopefully we can keep it real. Money moves? Money moves. Money moves. Oh, you, you too. mean. You mean if I if I move it won't fix everything? Uh, yeah. No, actually, moving does fix everything because you leave all your problems behind you, but then you get a new set of problems. Mm. Bigger problems, better problems. Is better that what problems. happened to you? Wait, where are you moving? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, baby. Are you excited? When do you move? I'm excited. I'm. I don't know. There's chaos brewing in my big brain. Tuesday. Oh my god! Next week. Yeah, in a next few week. days. Oh my god! That's about the time. Oh, you're gonna miss my birthday party. You're not gonna be okay, here for my birthday what is party. It? It's the Saturday. Well, if you would have told me, I have a wedding this weekend, but ah, uh, that's okay. Well, next time I'll see you when you get here. We'll celebrate when I get there. Yeah, that's so fun. That's I moved around this time last year to New York too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my god. How long have you been there? Uh, a year today actually. What? Today last year was the first full day. Yeah. What? Oh my the stars. Yeah. 5 it landed what? Like 5 a.m. October 13th last year, 2021. 5 5. It was a red eye from Orange County to New York. Ooh, yeah. I would, interesting choice. That way I could hit the ground running right when I got here, which I definitely did and ran right into the ground. <laughs> but, you had a good year. You had a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I need to reflect on it today. Damn, it's been a whole year. I know. Wow. What did you learn? What are your tips and tricks? Uh, for moving or for New York? All of it. Well, let's think about New York. Man, just you got to go with the flow and be able to be spontaneous. But at the same time, not having a routine for like the first six months made things pretty difficult looking back at it. Just because I was like couch surfing and then subletting and not having like my own place to have my stuff and keep things organized that made things kind of tough not gonna oh, I lie. forgot you couch surfed for a while yeah couch surfed subletted subletted it was a lot but if you can have some sort of decent routine that's gonna help just for mental health stuff mm, okay yeah yeah we'll see when i get there yeah excited for you you're gonna be bedsty brooklyn that's gonna be fun i'll visit uh i don't know you, you can visit me <laughs> i will visit you i will visit you that's okay yeah i didn't know that's Man. how you pronounced it bedsty 
It's spelled like Bed Stewie. <laughs> yeah. Bed Bedford Stuyvesant. You need to listen to Biggie. He talks about Bed Stuy. Mm-hmm. Notorious B I G. Notorious. I'm excited for you. It's going to be really fun. going to be really fun. So I'll see you when I see you. I don't leave my apartment. I sent you that tweet, or I think, or I posted it somewhere where it's like, why would I leave my apartment? Everything, everything I like is here. I've got everything here. I feel that. Yeah. I hope I don't turn into that, especially in the winter months. I'll make the effort to go and see you. Wow. True friends. Real friends. How many? How many of us? How many of us? So let's get it. Warm ups done. We got it all out of our system. What are we going to talk about today? Um, I don't know. What do you do when you're sick? Yeah, it sounds like you're kind of sick. So let's talk about training when you're sick and or injured. So those things are two different things. So let's start with just the sickness because sickness and Injury are kind of two different things, right? Thickness. And thickness. So let's talk about training while you're sick. (laughs) I didn't know you're sick like that, but (laughs) I'm always sick. So training when you're sick. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. How many times am I going to say that before we start talking about it? How sick though? Sick nasty? Like two two hang looses type of sick. Like gnarly. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. No, but I've been feeling pretty sick for the past week. Sick of what? No, like physically sick. Oh, yeah, right, right. Why? What were you going to say? <laughs> sick of these These nuts. nuts. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. Fix your lighting while I speak again. But, yeah, I was feeling kind of sick, still kind of under the weather. I think it's because of the quick temperature changes that happened recently. In New York, it was like 80, then all of a sudden it was 40, now it's back up to 60. So whenever the temperature switches like that, I tend to get sick. Um, I would have loved to prevent getting sick, so I think vitamin D, zinc, those are always in my protocol. Magnesium, that's a daily thing, but those are the things that I tend towards when I feel a sickness coming on. But anyways, let's talk about training and sickness. So I feel like there's different tiers of sickness, right? There's like physically sick. And with being physically sick, sometimes it's as bad as like flu or fever. We're getting into flu season, fever season. But then sometimes it's just kind of like, you know, a mild head cold or the sniffles or a little cough. So depending on the tier, there's like the low tier, mid tier and high tier. Let's just say it's low tier. Low tier, my training might take just a, a little step back. So yesterday I went to the gym. I was feeling that low tier sickness and I literally did three movements. Well, actually half assed two of them did one full, one full exercise. And I like went onto two machines. I was like, all right, this is it. And I went on to the treadmill and just walked for 30 minutes. And that's way different than any sort of training that I've been doing for like the past six months. Yeah. I know nobody that trains like that on any other given day could never be me. Not sick. (laughs) Well, we're different, right? I'm built different. different. So obviously my sick training, you know, might look like your top tier training. But just remember, you're not me. You never will be me. And that's perfectly fine. You have a role to fill. And that's obvious. Don't take it personal, right? But yeah, that's what my sick training looked like yesterday. I was like, 
just a little bit of sniffles, no COVID. I tested for that. I, I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, I took four days off, five days off so far, went to the gym, tried to get in a good workout, and there was anything but, but I did what I could. I was like, you know what? That's okay. Like sometimes it happens and sometimes it happens at a good point. I probably needed to take a little bit of a break from my ex- extenuating training, extenuating training, exertive training, extenuous, strenuous. There you go. Wow. Read my mind. Strenuous training. So that was good. But that's me. I mean, what does it look like for you when you're sick? I'm sick. It depends. I think it depends on energy, like also energy levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking to clients, sometimes I always, I, I said sometimes and always, um, I'm usually asking them, well, are there other things that you've been kind of neglecting that you could put your energy towards instead? Is Not that a to question neglect to me? their training all, oh. altogether, but Mm. Um, sometimes that is a good sign to like take a step back anyway. Yeah. Go on a walk. Sure. Do some stretching mobility. Sure. But I don't know. I find that it can be a good opportunity to get other things done that have been on your list for a while. You know what I mean? That's really good. So that's kind of what I do. Yeah. I think for me personally, if it's like low tier to mid tier sickness, I try my best to still be active and still move because my mental health would definitely take a toll if I'm just in bed all day, even though I can definitely be like walking, get a, get some steps in, go to the park, just kind of walk and stroll around. Doesn't necessarily have to be that super intense training that I'm used to for myself. And that's a good reminder that yeah, even a week just to take a step back is good. I remind my clients more than I remind myself that it's okay if we have an off week. We just don't want to make sure we have two off weeks, right? So whenever I'm that low tier to mid tier sickness, which is like the sniffles, maybe a little head cold, maybe a little headache, um, what else? A little coughing. Once I start to get like the sneezing and the the mucus, that's kind of when I know maybe it's like more than mid tier, but I feel like most people understand what I mean by like low tier, mid tier, and then high tier. So if as long as I can move and be active, even though it's a lot harder, I try my best to. Sometimes it's in the gym. Sometimes it's not. Maybe it's just cleaning my room, right? Doing something where I'm not just laying in bed or laying on the couch or sitting at my desk. Just do what you can. Don't yeah. put too much pressure on it. Really? Just do like... There should always be like a bare minimum that you can achieve because it's twofold. You stay consistent with what you have been doing, even though it's the bare minimum, it's still more than zero. The second is that doing the bare minimum helps to get you out of whatever you're in, whether it's a physical funk or mental funk. So that's kind of how I approach training while sick if it is that high tier sickness so bedridden flu like literally just cannot get up then obviously always listening to my body but definitely listening to my body at that point right no excuses dude there are some people who are like yeah no excuses just get into the gym like no you also are gonna make other people sick too yeah inconsiderate yeah 
Have you, um, we might've talked about this before, but clients that had COVID mm-hmm. and try to get back into training, have you noticed any patterns with clients getting back into training after COVID? Yeah, it takes a little longer. I mean, for myself, it took a little longer. So usually, so when I got COVID, it was like November, December, back to back. So I was like out of the gym for a full eight weeks and I wasn't doing any, no movement, no running. Like this was during the cold period in New York. So I'm not going outside. No one wants to be outside. But it took me probably like a good one and a half months to kind of get back to where I was. When you say get back to where you were, like strength wise and then strength like cardio. And- yeah, strength and visual appearance that I wanted. But that's also because I wasn't starting from scratch. I was starting from experience, like seven years of experience, muscle memory. I think with the clients that are maybe a little newer, it takes a little bit longer than the amount of time they were out. So let's say they're out for like two to four weeks. You can probably safely say it's going to take at least that time if not double that amount of time to kind of get back just because of how the strength is impacted which is what i've noticed it's more of a strength thing that that takes a hit i would have thought well i'm noticing endurance or muscular endurance well and cardio too Mm, yeah i think those all go hand in hand wait did you have covid no oh not yet gotcha gotcha well Expect that this is going to be good for you, this podcast. You should listen to it, Monica, you specifically, because when you get to New York for your first month, you'll probably be fine. And then all of a sudden you'll get like a New York cold just because of all the new germs and microbes that you're not accustomed to and the rats and the subway and the people. Uh, Should I just not? (laughs) Just no, you'll be fine. You're really selling New York for me. Take your elderberry, take your zinc, take your vitamin D daily, take your magnesium, keep your gut in check. What is that for? Elderberry, just like a kind of homeopathic type of herb supplement. Yeah. Placebo works. Even if it It is a placebo, it works. But yeah, training while sick. I try to keep everything the same. When I get into that high tier sickness, obviously listening to my body probably not able to move my main goal when i am like bedridden or home ridden like that is just get just get well whatever i need to do to just get well if i need to sleep more if i need more liquids eat more food just get well i feel like what people do when they're at that high tier sickness they're probably not going to the gym but they don't do enough to get to get themselves better quickly Mm. like they'll stop eating They're like, oh, like, I don't want to eat. Like, I don't want to gain weight while I'm sick. But the whole thing is the quicker you get better, the more likely you can be back in the gym. Instead of prolonging a one-week sickness into two weeks, what if you got better in four days? So I feel like a lot of people get frustrated with the idea that, like, oh, no, like, I don't want to be eating more even though I'm hungrier or I don't want to be drinking more water, even though I'm thirstier, but you should like, you should do everything in your power to get better when you're really that sick. That way you can get back into the gym and enjoy the gym, especially if you do enjoy the gym. Right. When you agree. 
can't figure out this camera. No, it's okay. Just wave it, wave again. I agree. Yeah. And so that's always my number one tip. And even if it's like low tier or mid tier, number one thing, just get better. Train, do what you can while you're sick, but it's not always going to be completely necessary or completely doable, right? So again, that low to mid tier, doing what I can, trying to keep my workouts somewhat the same, have that structure. If it's high tier, I just want to get better, get get better, get physically better so I can get back into the gym. Not the end of the world if yeah. you miss a week or two. Definitely not. Definitely not. And I would say that being in the gym helps me not get sick as often. So I noticed when I, when I do miss the gym on purpose or on accident, I'm more likely to get sick. But maybe someone can attest to this also is that if when you do get sick after being in the gym for a good amount of time and being consistent in the gym, your sickness goes away quicker or doesn't hit you as hard. Can you repeat that? When you're so in the like, gym, like when you you're consistent sick. with the gym, like consistent with strength training and or whatever cardiovascular stuff you're doing, the sickness doesn't affect you as much. Like you can get better quickly or it doesn't bring you down as much as it would if you were not physically active, right? I think being so. physically active is going to help with how much the sickness affects you. I'm the type of person that rarely gets sick. Really? So I I don't get sick that often. Like maybe once a year, I get I get hit pretty hard with something. Um, yeah, usually there's a week in February, like the week right before Valentine's Day, the week of the NBA All Star Game. I almost always get sick. Yeah, <laughs> I I know it so vividly because it's like every year around that time. I'm like, my body is preparing to get sick because I've gotten so sick for whatever reason around that time, like February 14th, right? Maybe Whenever that's the placebo game also. That could be placebo where it's like preparing for it and then your body's just like, okay, time to be sick and it gets itself sick. But yeah, always around that time, I feel a sickness coming on. This year, you should be like, not, mm -mm, not this year and see what mm -mm. happens. All not right, today. I'll try that. I blame no. getting sick easily on my mom, and she knows this. And it's because Bucket she, stopped, she stopped breastfeeding me six months in and switched me to formula. She I was could too not busy. be breastfed either. Yeah. And that's a really crucial development or point of development in a child's immunity where they're gaining antigens and antibodies. Sorry, not antigens, mainly antibodies from their mother's milk. Like the mother breastfeeding their child is a crucial step in immunity for that child's life. The next one would be like playing in dirt as a kid. Like you should play in dirt as a kid. And I feel like I was a pretty clean kid. But I did go to like the China and the Philippines, which weren't as clean as like parts of America. So when maybe, did you go when you were younger? Yeah, like four, five, three, four, five. Somewhere around there. That's pretty early. That's developmental. But mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That wow. I learned that in class. Mm-hmm. The more mm-hmm. you know, I was a bougie baby formula baby. They had to like ship it from Europe or something because I was allergic to everything. Wow. Damn. Yeah, and I still am allergic to some stuff. You are the weakest link. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's... Nobody's going to want to marry this. been evident your whole life. On the topic of marriage, I saw a TikTok recently. Sorry, not to throw a curveball at everyone, but I saw a TikTok Go ahead, recently. Us. Where it's... It's... Uh, they're like... It's about gym motivation, right? And it's like when you break up with someone and you use them as gym motivation. And I was looking at that. I was like, damn, that's not that's not like real heartbreak then. Like if you were actually heartbroken, like the idea, the concept is like using heartbreak to motivate your like gym the glow sessions. Up. Like the post-breakup yeah. blow up. Yeah. yeah. Like she broke, I'm up. Or he broke, I'm up, right? <laughs> but then I was thinking, I was like, no, it's like if it was real heartbreak, like if you actually cared about a person and then you went through something, the gyms, the gym sessions after that are awful. Because I remember going through that and I was like, I was like, where is the motivation? <laughs> I'm waiting to be able to be like, ah, like raging into the gym. But I never felt that. I just felt sad. And <laughs> the gym, the gym, se- the training sessions and going to the gym was like awful. It wasn't good. Well, there's like, it's like the phases of, of grief, right? Yeah. What are, there are five phases of grief, right? Yeah. But I'm, I could not denial, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So maybe you like zoomed through the first few denial, anger, bargaining, and just went to depression (laughs) and never got to the acceptance part. Yeah. And those other people, like they were in their like anger stage, maybe where they want to be like anger. Well, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you stay in the denial and anger, that just wasn't a healthy relationship then. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I, yeah, I don't like the, cause you're still centering that person. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like you're still thinking about them all the time. That's weird. Gaslight yourself into thinking (laughs) it's weird. So you stop doing that, but oh, has that? Have you ever done that? Like, have you used another person as your motivation? Man, like in middle school. <laughs> yeah, like in middle school, I haven't done that. I'm trying to think if I ever did. May not really in high school, not really in college. I remember very vividly though in middle school, like doing push-ups and calf raises before I went to bed. And being like, oh, middle school? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> middle school. Wait, I don't even... I'm like, I'm like, these girls don't notice me, but they're going to notice me. And I started doing pushups and calf raises every night before bed. I don't know how long that lasted, but not long enough for them to notice me. So didn't work regardless. Do you think a lot of people start working out or start strength training because of they can't get girls or whatever. Yeah. I, well, I think it goes to any side of the aisle, both sides of the aisle. Like they can't right. get a person. I f- feel like, yeah, most people do start for a visual aesthetic that they want because they think that the other person would want them more after that. Sometimes it's true, but very rarely, like it's rarely true that that's the case. And if, like, if you do change physically and then someone all of a sudden wants you, like, why would you want that? 
flag. Yeah, that's a that's a yellow flag, maybe, maybe a red flag. But you should discern that, being like, "Oh, they only want me for my body." I would be a little insulted. Yeah, but at the yeah, I don't know. It's it's different. It's different depending on who you are. If you always grew up attractive and then you did that, I don't know. A little different. Hmm. Something to ponder. Something to ponder. Let's table that for a second and just finish with talking about training, but while injured. So, yeah, one of the injuries could be a broken heart or could be a broken bone, right? All right. Where are we at? Where's the bone? Getting into that. Let's say you broke your ulnar bone, which is your wrist, part of your wrist, right? I mean, it could be any bone. So let's start with like upper body. Let's just say you broke your left hand, right? Uh, If you go to a good orthopedic surgeon, get it fixed up, and they refer you to a good physical therapist, that physical therapist, hopefully they still allow you to train the non-broken side. So while we talk about this, I'll try to find the journal, but I probably won't be able to. But if you are injured, maybe you sprain your wrist. Let's say you sprained your wrist, right? So you don't have to go through all that. Sprain your wrist, can't use your left wrist. You should still train your right side and the rest of your body. And training your right side while your left side is healing will help not only with the healing phase, but also with the strength of that left hand when it does come back to strength. What if someone's worried about like an imbalance or developing imbalances? I think that's negligible compared to just getting back the strength that you have. So like instead of waiting for your injury to heal, you're probably better off training the untrained side. Like, Think about like a four-week period. There's no way you're going to be pushing so much that your right side becomes significantly stronger than your left, right? Might be like a few pound difference in terms of like a dumbbell bench press, but not enough where there's going to be like a visual assertion, dissertation, discernment, right? Discrepancy? Discrepancy, exactly. So that's just, that's just my two cents. Like if you sprain your left leg, still train your right leg, sprain your left elbow, still train your right side. Like you can always still train the side that's healthy and that would actually help you develop strength quicker on the untrained side, like getting it back to closer to where it was before the injury. I feel like I could be talking out of my arse, but I remember seeing or hearing about a study. Um, okay. If, if you know what I'm talking about, just take over where they trained, it could have been bicep curls, like one mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. And then they, at the end of the study, they found that there was still like some growth in the other yeah. arm. That the other trained. arm. Yeah. So it's, it's this, is this journal published in the Journal of Sports Science and Medicine? The 
Title of it is Contralateral Effects After Unilateral Strength Training, a Meta-Analysis Comparing Training Loads, PMID, 286-30570. So the abstract here is looking at the cross-training phenomenon. So they have a training load on one side and none on the other side, kind of like what you're talking about. The example being like you train bicep curls on your right side, nothing on your left side, and you're looking to see if there's still muscle growth or strength in that left side, the untrained side. So they look at this and they looked at 43 studies with an eligible amount of 409 participants and Effectively, the meta-analysis looked that greater effect sizes were observed in lengthier protocols. So there's going to be a bigger difference the longer you do that, like the longer you train the trained side versus the untrained side. But this effect size does not relate to the absolute volume, the intensity, the duration, or the speed. So in conclusion, what they came to was to optimize contralateral strength training improvements Cross training sessions should. Oh my God. I'm just. I think I'm reading uh, the wrong one. So, <laughs> oops. Hold on. I wish. Let me see. Oh, here we go. It was just the one under it. Sorry. This one is unilateral strength training leads to muscle specific sparing effects during opposite homologous limb immobilization. So, all that means is training. One side, unilateral, so one side, can help to spare your muscle on the side that is immobilized, a.k.a. injured, right? So let me just jump down to the conclusion. I'm sure everything else is good, but this is, this is not how you should go through a paper, to be honest. This was just very thrown at me. So you should never just go down to the conclusion of a paper and see what they say. You should actually go through like how they how they went through everything, but we're not going to do that here. I'm sorry. Um to all of the There the are people. there are some researchers in the space that do break down articles, so I'm sure you could find somebody that would help that does this. Break yeah. It down. Yeah. So Regardless of what mechanisms take place, the the contralateral training, so training your uninjured side and seeing some sort of benefit on the injured side, is relevant and practical modality to attenuating the loss commonly associated with immobilization and is viable for consideration in clinical settings such as unilateral, orthopedic, or neurological injury we did such a poor job at covering this and that's okay but main takeaway from this is if you get injured train your un- uninjured side and that's going to help to with muscle sparing on your injured side right oh my god that was bad but hopefully you guys understand that it's a okay. train your it uninjured fine. side it wasn't that bad train your um, uninjured side yes and i mean I've had clients that work with like PTs also, and Mm -hmm. sometimes they, hey, no shade because I get it. Sometimes they're like, but I feel fine. So maybe I'll just still do squats or whatever. Mm. Like, I don't want to be also disrespectful to the professional that you're working with and, you know, in conjunction with training. Mm -hmm. 
So I would say just focus on healing. Same with what we mentioned about training while sick. Yeah. Focus. You don't want to exacerbate any issues, cause more issues. Focus on your inner healing, man. (laughs) Inner and outer. Have you ever had a situation where a person can squat, but their physical therapist tells them not to squat? Yes. What do you do in that situation? Hello, 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 deload. <laughs> deload body weight. It just depends on the client, though. Mm. Because I think there are also some... Okay, well, now I'm backtracking and going back to what I'm saying. There are some... It wasn't from a physical therapist, though. It was from a doctor. Mm. Which typically they just say stop altogether. Yeah. Which I personally don't think is like the best for any given situation. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge generalization. Right. But so because of that, I told her that she could deload and keep. Yeah. I mean, to their point, like they are physicians, which means they have a huge amount of knowledge on medicine. And if they're a surgeon, right, they know a lot in their niche, but I think then getting fitness advice from them would be difficult on them, right? They're like, oh, like if like Louie, if I was a physician and a patient came to me and I don't know as much about fitness as their personal trainer, they're like, whenever I squat, it hurts. I'm like, oh, stop squatting. Perfect. <laughs> like, oh, this hurts. Yeah, stop doing that. That's yeah, I'm not going to spend more time on it's like it. Avoid. Like, it's more avoid yeah. instead of. Yeah. And I think Western medicine is really good at fixing acute issues but not as much with chronic ones like surgery oh that's amazing that we can remove an appendix now if it's gonna poison your body but don't know as much on how to prevent that from even happening like why is that even happening in certain populations right 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 yeah yeah so it's uh it's sticky i mean it is sticky yeah, I, I uh, argue with my folks all the time <laughs> about stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think you... I haven't squatted in so long. I've just been leg pressing because I fell in love with it recently. So You fell in love? Yeah. Falling in and out of love. You know how is it is. Is love real? Love is an idea. It's not tangible. So what, I don't know what you mean by real. It's It's an abstract concept. No abstract concept is is real if we're talking quantum physics love is a verb though is it or is it a noun or an adjective oh, i guess it's all of your guess you're right she she is my love you are my love i love this how would it be an adjective though one was a noun one was a verb uh, it could lovingly. be lovingly <laughs> yeah lovely lovely that would be That's more so lovely. Isn't she lovely? Adjective. Isn't she lovely? So, yeah, I think with the, with that being said, with getting injured, listen to your people. But if you're not listening, then you should take take this away. If you're injured on one side, you should still work out 
and still work out the uninjured side. You'll just, the benefits are greater than the cons. Don't use your injured side, obviously, or else you're going to make it worse. But that's how I would do it. If I sprain my ankle, if I sprain my left ankle, I'm still going to do as much as I can on my right side, maybe do like single leg leg press. And I'm not going to be as worried about the discrepancy between right and left because I know in my head that if I keep working my right, my left will actually improve quicker than if I just let both sides atrophy, right? I would much rather get better with a little bit of a discrepancy so I can get back to where I was rather than just wait it out, right? So it's like, if you are injured, you can play the waiting game. And I th- I feel like I see this the most with just like recreational people, recreational runners. They'll like hurt their knee and they just wait, right? They wait two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks to run again. Then they run again and they get hurt again. And now they're waiting two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve weeks to get to get good again, right? Where you could be more proactive and be like, oh right, like what are things I can do to make sure this doesn't happen again and my knees are stronger so that when I run I don't get injured. Yeah. Take time to get to the root. Yeah. I think that was a little bit adjacent, but I wanted to talk about that where it's like you should understand your body, know your body if you do get injured, figure out why you got injured. If it, you know, was a freak accident, spraining your ankle, you know, that happens. But there are, like, ways to strengthen your ankles. That way you have more support. That way you don't have as many sprains. That way it doesn't affect you as hard. Right? I mean, and you can also, it doesn't necessarily have to be, I mean, specific to running or strength training, like there are other low impact things that you can do to stay active because your mental health definitely is affected if you're injured and not Mm -hmm. able to do what you were doing prior to the injury. Mm -hmm. So what, what are there like swimming, cycling, depending on the injury? Yeah. Walking. Yoga. Yeah. Low impact, low intensity yoga. Some yoga classes are hard. Low-impact Pilates. But yeah, that's kind of how I would handle it if I got injured. But always pray you don't get injured. So I focus on mo- mobility and stuff so that have I can have... Have you gotten have... injured? Been a while. When was the last time? feel like the last biggest time was in 2019. When I was jump roping and I just fell weird on my ankle and I twisted. Why are you laughing? No, I'm just remembering. I remember those a, days. Such a bad injury. No, you don't. No, well, when I would when I would see you jump roping. Yeah, yeah, but because of yeah, COVID. there was one time, 2019, like February 2019. I twisted my ankle. I was out for like four weeks. She was bad thought it was broken to be honest i thought i heard a crack i thought i heard a yeah it was oh, bad no. not the angels was... yeah that was the last time but i feel like with every injury you do you do learn you're like oh okay you know it probably happened because i wasn't ready for this and i just jumped right into it i feel like every injury i've had has been because i just wasn't ready like bench press injury 
best bench press injury in the back of my mind. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't like go as hard today. Like, let me just take it easy. I'm not feeling good. Didn't eat enough. Didn't sleep enough. Just took a test. And then boom. Oh, what was that? Right. It's always like those. So that's why I think warmups are good because they help you get into your body, whatever that warmup is. Maybe you're just walking and you're like, you know what? I really don't feel like pushing it as hard today. It's perfectly fine to do a detour. I've learned, especially for myself. So taking that like five to 10 minute warm up gets you into your body and you're like, am I prepared? Am I ready? Like, am I feeling energized to do this workout? If it's yes, then perfect. It's just like any regular day. But sometimes there are days where it's like, oh, I don't want to be here. Like, let me just try to do something else instead of forcing myself through through this needle in the haystack. Yeah. Through the like, eye of the needle. You know better than anyone else. Yeah. So why you would you try to override? Best. Well, I guess sometimes... I struggle with like push, like, like you said, like pushing it with the bench press or whatever. Yeah. It's like you it's, mentioned like not sleeping well, being yeah. stressed, having a test, whatever. Right. Right. But in the other case of like, oh, maybe you did sleep well, you ate well, but there's still something in your mind. Like, is that just the self-limiting thing? Yeah, so let me go back and... Because it's like you have to override your body signals in order for it to adapt. Right. There there should be some context here. And it's like that bench press that I was talking about is like going for a PR, right? It's like I should not be going for a PR on bench or squat if I didn't get enough sleep. And I know that I'm not feeling good and I'm not not feeling it. Like let me just wait one day and then I'll PR. If it's just like a regular workout and I'm not giving it 110% on a movement that could potentially injure me, right? Because the injury could be exponentiated, could become exponential if I'm not prepared for it. So that's what I mean. So yeah, there is a difference. So you have to put it in context. Like, is it self-limiting or are you being safe with your training. Like if you're going to PR and you're going to go like balls to the wall, all out, exert as much as you can. And you know, there's something not adding up. Just listen to yourself in that point. But that's different from, let me try to get through this like boxing class. You know, I'm a little tired. I don't want to go, but I'm going to get myself there. Like that's different. Like the odds of you getting injured from something like a boxing class or even like a little hit workout with decently lightweight, right? Not gonna not gonna be likely to get injured. But you do need to push past that self limiting behavior. Hopefully not get injured. Hopefully not get injured. Injury is the last thing we want. That's true. Trust yourself. Know yourself. <laughs> know yourself, know your worth. And yeah. Sometimes you get sick. Sometimes you get injured. And it's good to reevaluate at that point. You know, should you take a should you take a break? Have you been going too hard? Because sometimes, yes, you have. Other yeah, times, yeah. Like what led me to that point of getting sick or of getting yeah. injured? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I know exactly why I got sick this past week. Didn't sleep very well last Saturday. Went to bed at like six a.m. Oh my goodness! Napped for two hours. Woke up at eight. Went to the gym around three p.m. 
had that workout, went to bed at like 2, woke up at 5 a.m., had a an insanely hard leg press session, right? So this was like on riding the wave of like, you know, kind of like mania where you're like, you're feeling good. You know, you're like crushing yourself, pounding yourself into the ground, but you have a little bit of energy because you're purely on adrenaline. You've never felt that. You're telling me you never felt that like during finals week where it's like no sleep, club, another club, bus. Never felt I cannot, that. I physically cannot. Oh, yes. Okay. Fine. 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 In the very, 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 very like past. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know. You know that point you reach where you're so tired you're no longer tired. Delirious. The adrenaline. Yes. The adrenaline just kicks in. You have so much yeah. cortisol, so much adrenaline, and you're like, I know I should be tired, but I'm not. That happened to me last week, right? So very little sleep, just training super hard, and by like Tuesday, I'm like you know what, I'm starting to feel the effects of like having no sleep, training really hard, not eating really well. And then I got sick. Mm. And I should, I should have known, right? I should have known. All right. Just like, just sleep. Like, what are you waking up at 5am for to hit legs? And why are you going so hard? Like, what are you doing? But it was the adrenaline kicking in. I didn't feel tired. I was like, ah, oh, I'm ready. Like, this is the rage. This is the rage I was waiting for. You wanted to capitalize off of that. Yeah. And I think, Looking back at it, obviously hindsight twenty twenty was I should have just been like, uh, just skip a day because now I'm skipping more days mm-hmm. because I didn't skip that one day. And I I don't think people think about that as like if if I miss this one day because I have a very valid reason, is that better than missing four to five days because of not as valid of a reason? Obviously, still valid that I'm sick, but like, could I have prevented this? Like, if it's preventable, then yes. Like, skip that one day. That way you don't miss four in a row. Right, right. And I should have known that. I still make mistakes. I know as as perfect as I am, I know a lot of people are like, man, Alan is so perfect. He gets everything. I just want to be him. Right. I still make mistakes. So this is my way to show the people and the audience that I am still human as perfect as I am. I want to show you that I can be relatable. Like, I don't know your problems because I don't have problems. But I, <laughs> I, cre- I create problems in my head just so I can be like, you know, what is Monica dealing with today? Or what is the audience member dealing with today? So that's the empath in me. Not going to lie. You're so humble. Still. But yeah, so I think that now that I'm saying it, like, that is a really good thing to understand. Is like, will this missing this one day? affect me in a week or two if the answer is yes then i'm perfect i should be perfectly fine with being like all right let me gas off the brake pedal brake off the get foot off the when would that happen what in what situation would missing one day what do you mean i just talked about it like i had saturday up all day basically i'm sorry okay okay okay. then sunday not sleeping well and then working out really hard on monday and i think i worked out hard on tuesday also on like you know three hours of sleep each of those days i should have been like let me just take a quick break like if if i miss this one day will i be better off next week or the other one is if i if i go today what what 
what's going to happen next week. And obviously you don't think like, oh yeah, I'm going to get sick. Like no one thinks of that, but you should start thinking like that. Like if it's that type of scenario, right? Like no sleep, sleep deprived for a few days and you're still going to push it in the gym. More than likely you're going to run yourself into the ground. You're going to have that one great workout because you're on purely running on adrenaline and cortisol and you're feeling good and the pain feels really good and the endorphins feel really good. And then all of a sudden next week you're bedridden and you're like, I can't even wake. I can't even wake up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sleep deprivation will always get to you. Sleep deprivation God, will always get to you. Sleep deprivation is like the worst ever, ever, yeah. ever. I don't care. I don't care what you don't do well. If you don't sleep well, especially multiple days in a row, I don't want that. It affects your output. That. It's like your Always. input output. Same yeah. thing with that um, going hard in the paint one day affecting like the next week. You're literally not yourself when you're sleep deprived. Like you don't even think the same way. There was – so I love all my classes from undergrad because they were pretty applicable. This one was relating to like food decisions. So even an hour or two of sleep deprivation changes your – food choices like what you want to eat because of how your frontal lobe is affected by that sleep deprivation so because you had that sleep deprivation your body is in this state of flight fight or flight mode and your body your brain thinks you are unsafe and might be without food sources for the foreseeable future even though you know there's food sources plenty but because of that your brain shifts its meta, uh, shifts its like energetic pathways to consume less carbs, but at the same time telling you to ingest more nutrient dense foods, not nutrient dense, calorie dense foods. So anything really high in calories because it knows it needs to reduce the amount of brain output that you're giving. That way you conserve energy, but also to eat more energy. So in our day and age, it's going to look like candies and snacks, right? Really high calorie things because it wants to save that energy and store it just in case this is going to happen for the next week. Even though in context of modern day society, that's not happening for most people, right? You're not actually in fight or flight. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, and people can even think about applying it to themselves. Like every time they're sleep deprived or hungover or some shit, what's the first thing that you want when you wake up in the morning? Probably something a McGriddle. Greasy. Something greasy where the oil is still alive from. Yeah. And then the placebo the is like, oh, maybe you do feel better for a moment, but then usually I end up feeling like absolute dog shit anyway. Yeah, and then you continue the bad habit. You're like, oh, well, today's a wash. Like, throw it away. Right. Fuck right. it. Yeah. Let's grab something else that might make me feel good for the moment. <laughs> yeah. I'd argue that sleep de deprivation is worse than a hangover. Also, depends on, like, how often, but I would say. I don't know. My hangovers, well, they usually come with it, like, Alcohol fucks your sleep. Actually, yeah, they go. I, I forget I even said that. They kind of go hand in hand, to be honest. But, but honestly, my hangovers, though, like I know people talk about having really bad hangovers, but like, man, 
I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to the way my body metabolizes alcohol, but it's just not. It changes. It changes really as you grow. There's the alcohol dehydrogenase, and right. that helps to convert acetylaldehyde, acetylaldehyde. So I say it acetylaldehyde, but apparently it's acetylaldehyde. What? Yeah, it's. Acetyl- I've always said, yeah, acetylaldehyde. Acetylaldehyde. That's how I always learned it in OCHEM. But apparently, acetyl? the correct pronunciation is acetyl acetylaldehyde anyways that aside acetylaldehyde dehydrogenase that enzyme is produced differently as you age yeah a lot of asian people are missing that that's why you see asian glow a lot in asian do you people. get red i do not get red wow so um but basically Acetylaldehyde dehydrogenase converts the it's a liver enzyme and it converts ethanol into its constituents, one of them being acetylaldehyde. If you don't have this enzyme, then ethanol just builds up and ethanol is literally poisonous for your body. That's why your body tries to break it down into its smaller pieces. But if you don't have this enzyme, that doesn't happen. That's that's why I take Zbiotics, and it really works because it does help your help create more of that liver enzyme, the ADH, the acetylaldehyde dehydrogenase. Should I try that? Yes, hundred percent. I'll give I'll give you one next week when you're here. Yes. It works. It's literally creating more enzymes that will break down ethanol. That way, you don't have it because the more ethanol that builds up the harder, you know, the side effects are going to be when you drink alcohol. Dang, I need that for this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good luck. Can't get it to you that quickly. Okay. But yeah, that's been a godsend. So, well, we talked about training while sick, training while injured. Anything else we want to add? I think that was a good, we went on some tangents, but that's how it normally is. Did you notice anything different about me also? Let the viewers know. Let the um, listeners know. Do you see it? I don't know. Do you see it? What is really? it? You don't you don't see anything different about me? I don't know. I haven't seen are you, you. Are you being serious? I'm literally turning my head side to side so you can what, see. What, your headphones? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you noticed. Wait, are those what are those? The Apple ones? Yeah. AirPod Max. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Clearly, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm, a, mm, I'm a cool girly now. You wouldn't get it. You're not into cool kids. Do you, are they nice? Do you like them? Yeah. And you're you're probably going to get them. You know why? Because everything I get, you get. What? Whoop. I got. I have had this before you. Really? Yes. <laughs> don't yell. Don't yell. Oh, no. sorry. Sorry. Stop. Stop. <laughs> when did you get yours? I got mine October 2019. Yeah, I got mine in 2019 also. Yeah, Hold when? On. I need to find out. I made two different accounts. See, that's how old I am in the game. Like, I forgot my... Why did you have to make two different accounts? Uh, I wanted to start new, I think. I had the Whoop, and then I had the Apple Watch, and then I got the Whoop again. Because ah. I had a bad... I was like, not... 
I did not have a good relationship with it before. Yeah, but hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. This is the only fitness podcast. We're going to try to do better to do more of these on a consistent schedule. If there's anything you guys want to hear, let us know. Again, we don't take this very seriously, but we can. But even when we do take it seriously, we'll keep it light and fun-hearted. Fun and light-hearted. Oh, my God. I am just mixing up all my words today. It's okay. But, yeah, let us know what you guys want to hear, what tips you want to know about, tips you want us to expand on, just little fitness tipsies. Tips shout and out, tricks. Shout out Tipsy. Tipsy Kale. Tipsy Kale. Like yeah. and subscribe. Once we reach X amount, Alan will record with his shirt off. True. True. Don't forget to follow this podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple. Give us a like, I think, or whatever. Follow it. Give us a five star. Follow us on Instagram. Awful outro, but hopefully you guys enjoy listening to us wherever you're listening to this. Only Fartness Podcast. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Only Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Share this podcast with a friend or family member. And be sure to follow us on Instagram. Until next time, this has been the Only Fitness Podcast.